0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Welcome again to another Bring Your Soul to Work, and I'm tackling a tricky topic today. Not a lot of people like to talk about money. Not a lot of people like to think about money. Not a lot of people know much about what to do with money. But everyone wants more of it. On today's show, I'm going to talk about wealth and where to find it. And I'm going to tackle all angles of this very tricky topic. And I'm using the word tackle purposefully because it is something that has to be grabbed a hold of. And one of the things that is really important is that if you want something so bad, And you never get it you're gonna have the energy of frustration and it's gonna possibly dominate the filters and how you see yourself and how you see the world this is a problem this is a big problem that causes all sorts of mistakes in life Now, truthfully, at the end of the day, there's really no mistakes in life, but there's a lot of pain that we inflict upon ourselves because we're not getting what we want to get. We don't know how to get it. We see other people who have it. We start feeling bad. We start judging them. The entire cascade of negative energy, negative vibration, and before we know it, we've got jealousy thriving within us. Before we know it, we have hatred, anger. Perhaps we begin to develop a pattern of unworthiness, insecurity. Perhaps even at some point we get to the feelings of feeling powerless and despair. If you're hanging out in any of those last few mentioned states of emotional status. Your life is not yours. Your life is owned by the thing that you're not getting. Or perhaps your life is owned by someone who's done something to you. If you're living in an emotional state of anger, revenge, hatred, jealousy, insecurity, unworthiness, despair or powerlessness your life is not yours you are in a prison of your own making and you may be in that prison of your own making because you desire things that you have not gotten when will my turn be and within that matrix of feelings is a victim mentality that can crush your soul so bad that you're not even sure who you are or why you're on this earth. This is a really horrible place for human beings to hang out, but so many do. And in this time right now that we're dealing with a global scenario where everything has been turned on its head, I call it the Great Awakening. I've been talking about it all week on my Facebook Lives. And if you haven't visited me over on Facebook at Coach Mo, at Coach Mo Fall, feel free to come on over there. A lot of videos there for you, a lot of inspiration. But here's the truth in order to truly break free from this type of prison of self making, Not your fault. You probably didn't think you had a choice. You didn't know how to do anything else differently. In order to break out of your prison of self-making, you need to get to work on you. And for that reason, I have a very intimate, very strong, very powerful 12-week transformational program that I work with wonderful professional women to up-level their souls first. But what we are doing is up-leveling a beautiful career that is like a diamond in the rough. Some of our women have had what would look to be on the outside a successful career. But inside, hurt, pain, anger, frustration, and with no good tools to break free from that, their ability to earn and be free and happy has been stifled. No matter what level of a professional woman there is, so many of us, and I was once one of those women, are carrying around with us such feelings of self-doubt and unworthiness that have been passed to us, that have been lodged so deep in our souls that we just think it's the way life is. And this unworthiness is the thing that keeps us from our own wealth. The topic of your infinite wealth and where to find it is a deep discovery process. It's like going into the deepest mines of the earth but doing it spiritually. It's just like going after the most precious materials that you could find. And knowing that your quest was the thing that was going to teach you the lessons. So let's talk about what wealth actually is. Because if we're pursuing it, if we're going after it, we should know what it is. If you were mining for gold, you better know what it looks like. You better know where it's typically found. You better know how to get there and the tools and the techniques. I'm going to talk about some of them today, but i got to be honest with you. The real depth of where you must go to find this is what we do in our 12-week workshop. If you'd like more information on that, you can visit my everyday webinar at mofall.com masterclass. And if you've been listening to me for a while or you know my work and you feel I'm good to go, Mo, like I need help, you can book yourself a complimentary career clarity call where we will diagnose and take a look very closely at exactly what's going on. And if in taking a look closely at what's really going on with you and your career, if that's something that we do indeed fix and if our workshop and the solution we have is going to be the right match for you. And you're ready to dive in we can talk about what that looks like and that access to book your complimentary career clarity call is mofall.com slash give me clarity give me clarity um no just one give me clarity <laughs> mofall.com give me clarity your inner wealth is the keys to the kingdom for your outer wealth. What? I thought I just had to work hard, get a good job, make a good paycheck, and put money in the bank. Let's define what wealth is. Because your infinite wealth and where to find it has to start off with, well, what is this thing we call wealth? First of all, if I say that word, wealth, what comes to mind for you? What stories, what rules are you living by when it comes to wealth? Be honest with yourself. Do you imagine kings and tyrants and business tycoons with gold coins flowing through their fingers and a big mocking laugh that you don't have what they have? Is that what you imagine when you think about wealth? Do you imagine this big aggressive usually male creature with something that is wanted by you but they have it all and you can't get to it because you're not as powerful you're not as greedy you're not as commanding of an authority figure and so when you hear the word wealth or when you even write it down go ahead write the word wealth down on a a piece of paper right now When you see that word, when you speak it, when you hear it, are you imagining in your subconscious programming, in the rules you truly do live by, are you imagining this greedy son of a gun? Because if that is indeed the case for you, I'm here to tell you, you'll never have it. Because I know if you're listening to Unity Radio, That's not who you are. If you're listening to Unity Radio, you're a soulful, spiritual, humble, honest, kind person. Inside, you're nice. You want to treat people well. You want to invite your neighbors over for tea and cookies. You want to take care of animals that don't have homes. That's who you are so that vision of wealth is so far away from who you are it's so far away from who you want to be but why can't i at least have some more money why can't i at least have some more happiness usually kings and tyrants the church the government Business owners, those nasty business owners, they're the ones with wealth. People who are strange and weird and have done things that I would never do, those are the people who have wealth. Maybe there's people who are born into it. Ah, how'd they get to be so lucky to be born into wealth? There's all sorts of jealousy around this concept of wealth, isn't there? There's all sorts of ideas of what it is that we will never have and we judge the people who have it and we think to ourselves, well, if that's what it is to be wealthy, I don't want it anyway. Can't you just imagine yourself as a six-year-old on the playground and one of your friends has a toy that you wanted for your birthday and you didn't get it? And you ask a few times to play with it and she says no. And then you ask a few more times now that you're feeling a little bit ashamed that you're asking for something that you don't have and she does. And the jealousy and the anger start to rise up. And then you say to her after her last rebuffing of you, I don't want it anyway. I didn't even really want to play with it. I was just doing that to be nice hmm You know it. Because that angry little girl that we don't have, what someone else does have, that seems like it would be more fun to have, is oftentimes one of those feelings that we just don't want to admit to. And we begin the layers of shame. We tell ourselves a story that we shouldn't feel that way. What were we thinking? How wrong of us? I spoke to a, a wonderful woman on a clarity call on Tuesday. And she had a rough childhood. She said she never got what she wanted ever. Never, ever got what she wanted. Every human being can understand and appreciate that to some degree because all of us have a situation where we wanted something and we didn't get it. We wanted someone to be a certain way and they weren't. We wanted life to be easier and it wasn't. We wanted to be more popular or prettier. We wanted sports or hobbies to be easier for us so that we could really soar and do it well, and it was hard and it was a struggle, and then we thought maybe we're just not good. Every one of us has had a feeling of feeling unworthy and that basically our ship will never come in. These feelings are dripping and fear and unworthiness. It's a human condition to have experiences like this. And it is our human journey to take care of them. To take a look at them. To heal them and eventually to replace them. But the tricky part is that we define wealth with an abundance of valuable possessions or money. We define wealth as plentiful supplies of a particular resource. Even if we think about it being a state of mind, it's a state of being rich. And it's always in the category of material prosperity. And then we try to play mind games with ourselves. Well, I've got an abundance of stars and sky and green grass around me. And you try to cover up how you're really feeling. And I'm all about positive statements and affirmations and all of that. But if it's covering up how you really feel, it's not doing any justice. It's just pushing this feeling down a little bit further. And I will tell you this, when you have feelings of resentment and unworthiness and jealousy inside your soul, they are inside your soul. They are residing in there, taking up space and taking your energy away from you. They are stealing you, stealing from you. They are stealing the very essence of who you are. And I get it. No one ever taught you something different. You felt that was just the way life is. That you're going to have to just put up with things. That you're just going to have to push those feelings down. And every person who raised you, every person who gave you a piece of your programming and the rules that you live by, participated perhaps in helping you push that down and then maybe something wonderful happened and you did good in school and you got good grades and an award and some type of prestige or perhaps the right person asked you out or your best friend did something really nice and you lit up and you said oh maybe this is what life can be And then you quickly crawled back into your unworthiness because you don't know what to do with good stuff. And you're afraid to care too much about the good stuff because it'll go away. And you'd rather crawl into that prison of your own making and live there because it's something you know. It's not the comfort zone, is it? It's not really a comfort zone, it's a known zone. Your comfort zone is typically anything but comfortable. I don't know too many inmates who would consider their prison cell to be comfortable, but you know what? It's where they can't get hurt. It's where they know they can sleep without someone doing something to them. It's a place that they know. It's a place they've become familiar even though it's hard And doesn't have too many comforts of life. Bare minimums to survive. I've never been in a prison. But I know what it feels like. I know exactly what it feels like to be in a prison. Wealth is one of the biggest, most occupied prisons that we humans can create for ourselves. Because we want something so badly that is a complete mismatch with our value system. And usually, if you're like a normal human being on this planet, you will judge others who have what you don't have, and you will judge them negatively. Chances are you won't be blessing people who drive better cars or who live in fancier homes or who can more easily buy the fanciest of this and that. Most human beings on this planet aren't blessing those people. We're blessing the people who have no money. We're putting our time and effort toward helping people with no money. Poverty mindset. Is something that we bless poor you Oh, I feel so bad doesn't it seem like in dissecting this that we sort of have it all wrong doesn't it seem like the abundance that our Creator was to bestow upon us in this beautiful wonderful world that was created for our joy and happiness and appreciation that we actually look the wrong way at the beautiful things? How in the world did this get so twisted? How in the world is it that the most beautiful, luxurious, prettiest, glitteriest things cause such negativity? Most people who want money and wealth think they need to work hard. Some people think that they have to play the lottery to really get what they want. Some people think they have to commit crimes. Some people think the only way to have some money or do something uh, to get some money is to do something that is immoral, unethical, or illegal. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff around money, isn't there? Perhaps this whole conversation has brought up so many feelings that you're feeling uncomfortable and you're not quite sure where you are with this whole topic of wealth. I don't really want to be wealthy. I want to just have enough money to live comfortably. Okay. So there's a limit. And what is that limit? Is it a million dollars? Is that enough? Is it a $100,000? Is it a $1,000? What's the limit? Where do you draw the line on how much you really want or how much you want to have or how much you're worthy of? Or my life is fine if only I had this much or that much. We draw these parameters. We create these rules. We we have this box that we're willing to settle for. Why do we decide? Because there's a word that comes into play all the time. Because it's what we think is doable. Doable. And you don't think that your divine creator is going to give you more than that. Because underneath it all, you're not feeling worthy of abundance and wealth. You're not feeling worthy. And you're like, well, if I can just work hard enough to earn a certain amount of money, that's okay. But I don't need this thing called wealth. I don't need to have extra I don't need to have more than I need. Whose voice is that? Whose rule is that? I don't think it's your divine creator's rule. I don't think it's your divine creator's voice. I don't. I think your divine creator is saying, anything you want, sweet human. Anything you want. In order to match up with it though sweet human it's going to be necessary for you to vibrate at the energy of that that's what it's going to require for you to have your worthiness match up with that to have your sense of joy and appreciation match up with that to have everything around you vibrating in coherence and alignment with that. Because the way that our beautiful universe has been put together for us is that we get to define the rules and we get to decide what our life looks like. It's just that so many human beings on this planet don't really understand what that means or how to get about that. You see, we've been told for so many millennia that we are not worthy, that we will never have it, that we're not in charge, that if we want something that we don't have, we're, we're greedy. We have been turned into subjective citizens. We have been turned into obedient citizens. We have been told by the masters who rule us on this planet, what we can and cannot have. And I'm not talking about anarchy here. I'm talking about aligning what you want and who you want to be with your divine, divine, beautiful soul. Because I don't hear any doableness in there. I'll be back in the second half to talk about how we make all of this happen. This is Coach Mo Fall, MoFall.com. Be back in a minute or two. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio,
1: the voice of an awakening world.
0: Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Welcome back. I am bringing my soul to work today and I bring it wherever I go. We've got a caller here I'll get to in a second. And I want to start this uh, second uh, segment of the show with something kind of fun. So all of us get emails in our inbox, and uh, one of my favorite brands is Ralph Lauren. And today I got an email from Ralph Lauren um, with beautiful images, gorgeous seaside, talking about family and Uh, things passed down from generation to generation. I believe there was a, a thing to click on a burger recipes and a cookbook that either his wife or daughter had put together and just iconic pictures of beautiful things and a beautiful place. And if I were to say wealth, those pictures would certainly describe it for me. But what happens is when we look at pictures like that, behind the eyes, there's filters and messages that interpret what we see. Now, the eyes filter the colors and the textures and the depth and the, all of the visual aspects. But behind the eyes, after the retina gets that image, it starts processing things. And your conscious mind picks up some of it your conscious mind picks up like one one hundred millionth of it it's the subconscious that begins to pick up the other pieces and typically the subconsciousness distorts because it doesn't agree with the pictures oh sure you can have these because you're the loren family Oh, the Hamptons? Oh, I've heard about that place. Excess and wealth and debauchery. Immediately, your subconscious kicks in to save you from pain. But it's really not doing that, is it? It's really not saving you from pain, is it? It's creating more pain, more separation from what you truly want and who you want to be. And an innocent picture of a marketing email starts to drive the wedge even deeper into what you don't have and what you're not worthy of and someone else has and jealousy and insecurity and all of this stuff. And then you probably go into the pandemic and all the people who have died and have lost their jobs and you just go off on it because the fear brain is the captor. Fear brain is your captor. It is not your divinity. Your divinity has the key right there, holding it in front of you. And you're so busy with your captor. Don't even know it. Debbie, how are you? Thanks for calling in today. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Great. Great.
1: Good. Your topic is so awesome today. Oh, thanks it is It is so awesome, because your program allows people, women to get past everything you were talking about earlier
0: mm-hmm.
1: with that fear mm-hmm. brain, you have mm-hmm. shown me myself personally that I can have wealth in every area of my life
0: mhm
1: every area. I can have wealth with my family, my children, my career, my money, my, Uh you know, my life. Yeah. And so I just want to say thank you for providing me with a different perspective on wealth so that now I'm experiencing it in every area of my life. (laughs) Bravo. So. Great topic. Um, you do great work.
0: Thank you and, so much, um, Debbie. Let me ask you this, if you don't mind me asking. What was one of the aha things or moments or, or switches? Or what did you have to let go of?
1: Um, I think for me it was a couple of things. Um, mm-hmm. One of the really good points was identifying my natural gifts and talents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They expose you to the wealth in every area of your life, those natural gifts and talents. Mm -hmm. Um, And letting go of disbelief. Yeah. You know, I can be wealthy in my relationships, in my career, in my finances, in, in every area where I need wealth, Mm -hmm. but it's not through your program, if you, you know, it's not until I went through the program to really identify that I was looking at everything wrong. Mm -hmm. That's why I was, you know, so um, disappointed when the wealth wasn't there. But now Mm -hmm. I know which path to take and the wealth Mm will continue to be in my life forever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, th- thanks for sharing that. And you know how much I love you and I've really uh, enjoyed and appreciated coaching you. What do you see now that you couldn't see before? <coughs> Excuse
1: me. Miracles do happen. Mm-hmm. Dreams do come true when you believe. ha do <clears throat> you feel like you
0: had some dark shades
1: on? Um, Yes, we all have them. We just don't know until you're exposed. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's not until you see something, experience something different or try something different that you see the, the light. Every one it's, of us has every one of us has what we need inside of us to be wealthy.
0: Mhm We all do cover it up, don't we, <clears throat> or it gets covered up by others who think that they taught us the way the world goes
1: correct, correct, yeah,
0: and they just came with their rule book that was sort of <laughs> flawed, and all the good parts were blacked out, right.
1: It's just life. It's just life.
0: hmm You're never going to have this. You're never going to, other people will have it. You won't. Don't worry, Debbie. Right. You won't have it. Right, right. <clears throat> and as you as you and I know, um, a lot of these rules are passed generation to generation. Yes. Yeah. And oftentimes, if we choose a different rule book to pick
1: up, which is your natural gifts and talents and your own role book, create your own role book. Right. And feeling happy about who you are and who God created you to be
0: and feeling happy about that and worthy. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now you're like bouncing around being happy and seeing the abundance of the world. And there's a bunch of people you used to hang out with and maybe are related to that aren't
1: on the same page. And that's the truth that your program provides. Mm-hmm. It provides that truth. Right. So that your natural gifts and talents can come to the surface and shine as God intended them to shine. Mm. And experience the wealth of those natural gifts and talents. Mm-hmm.
0: Debbie, your soul has shined up so much since we uh began working together and as we both know the journey continues and the better it gets the better it gets let me let me also uh remind everyone who's listening it's not that you stopped working it's not that you sat on a lounge chair and expected the world to come to you right yeah. So when you, when you began working from a place of believing in yourself, of seeing how awesome you are, of putting down some of the judgments, uh, dare we say some self-unworthiness, self-doubt stuff, you started putting that baggage down. What, did, what, what changed in the work that you did? I mean, you're doing the same work. What changed for you?
1: Being happy and realizing that it's tied to my natural gifts and talents.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're, you're, you are living your true natural gifts and talents, which what is what brings you happiness. Mm-hmm as well as bringing you wealth yes and wealth is subjective
0: absolutely absolutely and it doesn't have to be this far away vision does it it doesn't have to be this thing that only kings and queens have access to
1: nope it's available to everyone
0: and so when you when you go to work now and we both know the work that you do and you you work very hard you work a lot. You service clients. You're you committed to them. How's your heart when you go to work?
1: I bring my soul to work. <laughs> I bring my soul to work. Yeah. And in bringing soul. your soul to work, you know, how wonderful it is to have a career that's aligned with your natural gifts and talents. Mm -hmm. And you go out each and every day and fulfill that purpose that the world needs for your natural gifts and talent. It's amazing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you feel free now and you feel energized and there's a sense of positive belief in yourself. There's a sense of eagerness. There's a sense of passion and empowerment and just, Hanging out and love and appreciation. Yeah. Even when things don't go the way you expected, you even have an appreciation for that.
1: Yeah. It's a lesson.
0: Mhm. That's a game changer, learn, isn't
1: it? And you learn, and you learn about lessons in your, in your, in your workshop. Mhm. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it yeah. was a game changer. Yeah. And so, um, yes, yeah. great topic today. Thank you very much for taking the you call.
0: You got it. Oh, I love talking with you, Debbie. You know that, and it's a pleasure to have you call in. And thanks for the compliments. Um, thank you very much for sharing your part of your story and and your journey. Um, just keep rocking it, Debbie. You're doing great, and I love you so much. And thanks again for calling in. Um, you One of the one of the beautiful beautiful aspects of having gone through the harshness of my life having been kicked in the teeth so to speak metaphorically never really um having gone through breast cancer and a double mastectomy having that level of fear in my life caused me the pause that allowed me to see things that i couldn't see while i was being busy While I was being busy, being successful, I was not able to truly see the things that were in my way. I was earning money. I was making money. But I didn't have wealth. I didn't have wealth. I had things. I had stuff. One of the really interesting episodes in my journey of career and success was when our house was broken into. And someone came into our house and stole all of the jewelry. And since we had just gotten back from a Caribbean cruise, we happened to have traveled with a little bit of cash. I don't usually keep cash in my house. FYI, uh, stays in the bank, making whatever interest it's making. We were robbed of all of our jewelry and, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars in cash. We were at a movie. The alarm went off in the house. Our neighbor, who's a fireman, came out, looked around the house. No one was running out the front door, thought maybe it was a false alarm. But what happened is that the people who robbed us vacated the house in the back and left through a canal that we lived on at the time. We get all these calls while we were in the movies and eventually answered one of them and realized what was going on, so we left the movie, came back home, police were there. And this police officer at our dining room table made a comment about the cars that we drive. And she said, well, this sort of thing is expected when you drive the cars that you drive. Huh. That was 17 years ago. I'll never remember that comment. I mean, I'll never forget that comment. I don't want to remember it actually. I'll never forget that comment because it was laced with guilt and shame I mean, she could have said, how dare you have money? Now, I worked hard for everything I got. Nothing was handed to me. I earned it. But you see how pervasive the judging and the jealousy is. took a while to get over the physical loss and of course we made packs that we would never buy jewelry again and who needs it anyway and you go through this whole thing about not needing material items and all this and then we went to pawn shops to see if we could find some of the pieces that were family heirloom pieces and things we really treasured and to no avail and of course we felt like we wanted to get the person and probably for six months we were pretty heightened on feeling that we were done wrong by our material possessions and the shame and the guilt of having some abundance and some stuff. That felt like a really big kick in the teeth. And I had to get right with my level of success. I had to get right with being okay with earning money. With having money, with having nice possessions and being able to do nice things. I had to get right again with that because that was a challenge to the core. And to have an officer of the law even challenge me on that was deep, was deep. Most of us living on this planet Earth are part of a social fabric that judges wealth. Even the things that glorify it or glamorize it are judging it, judging it to the way, way extravagant and positive. It's still judging. It's still putting a cage around it. You can't have this. Look how awesome it is for others. So one of the things I want to leave this show on wealth with is to talk about the promise that you have from your divine creator for your wealth. Because your wealth was promised. And as Debbie, who called in, expressed to you and to me. Thank you, Debbie, again for calling it is available to you it is there all along but there is so much tainting the picture and one of the things that i'm very grateful and humbled but also proud at the same time i found a couple of keys to the kingdom on this and i helped my ladies in my workshop move through the things that have been holding them back and holding them hostage to their wealth and abundance. And it starts and it exists and it lives in our soul. Because when you can get your abundance going in your soul, when you can feel prosperous for who you are as a human being, you begin to realize that it's nice to have nice things, but it doesn't really matter it's fun to have sheets that are extra soft and feel great it's fun to go on vacations it's fun to have nice jewelry it's fun to play in that level of material abundance and wealth it's fun no make make no mistake about it it's fun it's not the beginning of wealth it is the outpicturing. and some people have wealth on the surface And don't have it inside. That's another prison. When you begin to enjoy the wealth of your soul and the abundance of appreciation that emanates from you because you're the controller of it all. You see, you can dial in your divine creator or dial it out. You can dial in your abundance or dial it out. You can dial in your anger and jealousy or you can dial it out. But I'm going to tell you this. If you have repressed junk in your soul, you better shine a light on it first. Because while it's hanging out there in its own cage and cavern in your soul, it's going to cause you problems. Because your joy and happiness is going to come up against it at some point. And this is what we do on the journey in our Kick-Ass Workshop We help you shine a light on the junk that's in there. This is the separation from your soul. These are big heaps of darkness that you've pushed down because you didn't have another way to do it. And it's the easiest way for human beings to handle things that don't feel good is to just to repress it. It's a number one defense mechanism that we human beings use. Just push it down there. Maybe no one will notice. Your wealth starts with you recognizing your divine self. You have it. You are it. It's who you were created to be on this great experience of this human planet. And if you haven't noticed the overlay of a global pandemic, I call it the great awakening has given you pressure to now see things or have to see things that you have been able to repress and hold down. But guess what? That takes energy and the energy to push down all the negative feelings that you have. That energy is getting really old And really tired. And you cannot hold it down for the rest of your life. It will win. And for me, breast cancer was what finally got my attention to stop repressing my anger and hatred and jealousy. The feelings I had for not being treated the way I thought I should be treated at work by my colleagues, by bosses, passed over. Treated differently because I was a woman. Marginalized because, I don't know, I was smart, quick, fast, had great ideas. I got work done quickly. Whatever the reasons were that I was marginalized and pushed out, that I was passed over, that I was fired or lost my job or on the short list when they decided to reorganize, whatever all of those things were, it hurt. And I didn't understand it. And i didn't know what was really going on and i just thought another job and working a little bit harder would cure it and it doesn't and it didn't that inner soul of mine was crushed and i didn't even know how to say it to someone i didn't even know the language of my soul being crushed but it's what kept me from my true abundance and wealth And it's been a long journey back home. That was in 2008. Six years later, I retired from my corporate job with more abundance and physical wealth than I thought I would ever achieve in my life. And that gave me the freedom and the opportunity to do my thing and to become a coach. And here's the truth. Every human being has the ability to tap into their soul's pure strength and brilliance and beauty and power. It's your power. It's your human power. That's what wealth is, is your human power. And if possessions come along with that, okay, you make those choices. But your human power of your soul is what your infinite wealth is all about. And if that seems like a foreign concept, I would love nothing more than to help you. And how we do that is it starts with a complimentary career clarity call because your career is usually your primary source of money coming to you, of the contribution having a payback to you. And you can definitely get on our calendars at mofall.com slash give me clarity. And we'd be happy to talk to you about your career and see what's really going on. And if we can help you, we got you covered. Just like Debbie. Just like 700 other women. Everyone's path is different, but your soul deserves to shine and be bright. And I know that no one wrote the rule book to get that to happen. But I have the keys to that. I figured that out because of my journey, my tumbling. Your infinite wealth is your soul. Let's find it. Let's get it. Let's get your divinity right, ratcheted it up. It's a beautiful thing. This is Coach MoFall, MoFall.com. We'll see you next time on Bring Your Soul to Work here on Unity Radio.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.